today because feeling the pain is something that a lot of people are having difficulty coping with would you say yeah 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 so today's title for our coffee chat with jay and lake is are you okay are you okay like a lot of times even today when you ask you asked me that and i seen the video and i'm I had to ask myself like am i because that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Are you okay is a simple question that you can ask someone. And it's it, it just shows that someone cares. Like you really just took a moment just to ask me, are you okay? You know, you care about me, right? So that's a question that I often like to ask people. Are you okay? Because... You can have people with smiles on their face and, and things like that, and they're not okay. It's, it's an art to faking. I think I told someone recently, like, uh, and it may have been you. You and I were talking, and it is so much easier to fake than to be yourself. Okay, wait. Stop. Let me Let me interrupt her real quick. Peep out the hat, yo. <laughs> Peep out the hat. That's it's that James collection it's right there. Connection. She came up in here looking like Olivia Pope with the white coat on. And that, girl, we here trying to save souls <laughs> in our own special and way. And she came in looking like an angel. Hey, and I ain't going to complain, though. That's Dame's collection. Hey, that's my face. That's Dame's support. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to get three more. Anybody want to donate? I'll take three more. <laughs> but only thirty five dollars. <laughs> but anyway, um, we had realized and we had talked about this for some time that in twenty twenty, people <clears throat> have lost their connection with not only other people but with themselves. And part of losing that connection is depression. Yeah. You know, depression is real. And we, we're we able to see the face of depression this year. Wouldn't you agree? Or, or last year or even this year, I guess, because just because the year changed don't mean that somebody's feelings change. You yeah. know, so today we want to share our stories with you. Whew. We want to talk about the good, <laughs> the bad, and the ugly of working through it. So, um, pushing through depression. Pushing, y'all know that push. What is mm -hmm. push again? Pray until something happens. Pull until something happens. Pray, pray, <laughs> press until something happens. You can utilize the P however you want, but um, my main P is pray. 
pray until something happens. Yeah. And sometimes for some people, they feel like they've exhausted their prayers. They feel like they've exhausted their push because it hurts so bad. You know, it, it, it tears you apart in ways that you never imagined because depression is a monster. And I, I think, I know you have a story to tell, but I'm just going to start off with my own immaturity because this was something that I was afraid to even talk about and people who know me know how I feel. But now that I'm 41, going on 42, I realize that some people can be torn apart so much that there's not a person on this earth that can help them from where their mind has taken them to. And y'all, I, I used to be one of those people who looked at those who committed suicide as cowards. I, I even got in trouble in high school for telling someone to fucking kill themselves because I did not feel like that was a threat because mm -hmm. I had my own suicidal thoughts, but I realized it was just thinking. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, I wasn't, oh. I'm going to use the word brave because when you look at the definition of it, mm -hmm. To take one's own life mm -hmm. takes a certain amount of courage. It's not easy. <clears throat> so, I'm going to apologize for my past 30 years of thinking because it's hitting home. 2020, it is hurting. In what kind of way? You want to explain when something happens so often, mm -hmm. it may be an underlying issue. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. Um, so would you like to talk to the people mm -hmm. about... Talk about your experience. Okay, so I'll tell you guys. My, my first experience dealing with somebody with depression, I was 24. And I had a co-worker who was in his 50s, late 50s. Mm -hmm. And he was losing his wife. She wanted the house. She wanted the car. She wanted the dog, too. She wanted the kids, everything. Mm -hmm. I'm living my best life. So I'm like, fuck her. We work for a tobacco company. Shit, don't get that bitch them cartons of cigarettes. Burn them bitches. If it, if it was me, you know, and I can't stand when people say if I was you because you ain't me. So you can't tell me what I would do. Right. But if it was me, I would take our two free cartons a month and I would burn them bitches in the fireplace and let that bitch smell the tobacco. Mm -hmm. I did not know at 24 what 30 plus years felt like with a person. Mm. With a life spent. <laughs> majority of life spent mm -hmm. what a person felt like and that person tells you I no longer want you wow and I watched this man demise and we used to have like company lunch and the, our, our team would go out and I was sitting there I was like damn Randy it looked like you gonna kill yourself Ooh. cause he used to have this like big big mustache uh -huh. and it was winter time and you could see the snot 
and you could tell he hadn't changed his pants um, because he we would work outside, so we walked in the snow. Signs of depression. Signs of depression, and mm-hmm. my sign of ignorance. You know, and they, you know, some of my team members like, like, chill out. And I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. Let's get him some ass. That'll make it better. Mm-hmm. I talked to Randy, and we talked about it, and he tried to use me as maybe a means to change what he was really feeling. And I was real and candid. I I don't really feel that much different than how I feel now. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't enough. And one day he decided that a bullet to the head was better than living. Wow. And I sat at that funeral and no one seemed to care. And then I realized that I cared. I really cared, but no one else seemed to care. And did you tell me earlier, most of the time it's the person's family? Yeah. Yeah. We were talking earlier about this subject and um, she was like, well, maybe we should tell our audience that they should be able to go to their family and their friends to get help to save them if they're going through depression. But a lot of times... It's their, it's their, the people that's closest to them is the reason why they're feeling the way that they are. So, um, sometimes it takes a stranger. I know of an individual that said, uh, internet, um, a person that goes live on internet saved their life. I know another person that said that someone on the street gave them a paper that saved their life. Sometimes it's someone that you don't know. That will save you, save a person's life. So that's why it's very important to be kind to people because you really don't know what someone is going through. Just like most comedians, most comedians battle with depression. Right. Just like uh, Kevin Hart says, he's laughing through his pain. Right. You know, a lot of um, individuals are walking around depressed with a smile on their face. And I'm here to say that I battle with depression and no one will believe me because I'm the happy Monday person seven days a week. I I believe you because I realized after a while when somebody or so many people tell you, oh, that don't seem like that's you. Mm -hmm. And all I can think to myself, but it it is me like it's like being behind a glass window and people can see you but they can't feel you they can't touch you and i'm beating on the window and i'm like hey y'all it's not always what it's cracked up to be yeah i used to be a cutter Mm -hmm. as a child you know um my son asked me the other day what this mark came from and i actually cut too deep and I'm letting y'all know because I never wanted to kill myself per se, but I wanted to hurt myself Mm -hmm. because it seemed like everybody to me was so hurtful. They didn't see me. And I I guess the reason why we're talking about this today, because y'all have to understand that people and a lot of people feel like they're not being seen, that they're not important, that they don't have a place that 
other people's lives will be better if they didn't exist. Right. And I don't that's, know. That's why I hug so much. Mm -hmm. Like... I will go to, I've been to a, a a battered woman shelter with a sign that says free hugs because I'm not going to force my hug on you, but a hug can be a blessing. And when I hug, I hug. I, so the pandemic was like, I'm like, oh my God, they need a huggers anonymous class. You didn't hug either, did you? No, well, here's, the, here's, you? here's the thing. I was in a motorcycle <laughs> club and them niggas didn't just <laughs> hug all the time. Mm-hmm. But similarities between us, I actually did a free hug sign. Mm -hmm. And I stood out on the street and was like, people need a hug. I didn't like a lot of spirits on me and that was a different thing. But I did that. Mm -hmm. And it was rewarding and gratifying. Right. That was crazy. I have a picture. Like, I actually hugs. wanted to give mom hugs for the gay pride. Uh, at Heart Plaza. That was so be, someone oh, told me, yes, okay, <laughs> a mom hug. Okay, a mom hug. So when I brought up the idea, the person that I was working with at the time was like, "Don't nobody give a fuck about no hugs." Oh, I'm like, shit. so I didn't do it. And then how about a mom went viral from giving out mom hugs? And I'm like, that's what I wanted to do because. There are some 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 people out there that's not accepted for what they are attracted to, you know, and it's and it hurts. And the reason why it hurts is because their parents didn't accept it. The people that's closest to them mm -hmm. didn't accept it. So. <sighs> so. Ooh. We're here. We're here. And. You have been mm -hmm. touched. Mm -hmm. You've been touched. It's not just a co-worker or a friend. And I, I, I had a friend who lost his dad. I love you. I, I love you. Like I'm I told you last night, dad. I love you. I love you too. And another friend who lost mm -hmm. his brother. This is all 2020. I love you. But sometimes... It, you're that person. You're that child. You're that brother. You're that sister. And you have your own story. And I want you... It's now time to share it. Mm. I ain't crying with you. Just... <laughs> I will cry. Oh, Lord. So, suicide. Um, I'm a victim of suicide, but... I never tried to commit suicide. So I've already told my story about what brung Push On. So the Push Empowerment Group is a nonprofit organization that I have um, started from my pain. I pushed it out through my pain. Um, and I posted a video earlier just telling part of the story on how Push started. We stayed in a homeless, uh, a battered women's shelter. Um, I remember the gleaners boxes. Um, if you go on my push um, empowerment group page, you can watch the video just to give a glimpse um, of the story. But 
there's part of the story that's missing. So part of that story, feel me, give me a refill. I'm Hold going on. to. Hmm. I know this is coffee chat, but coffee chat is more like a whiskey chat. <laughs> give me a splash of that cola. <laughs> so <laughs> I never imagined telling my story in this platform because I have um, people on my friends list that I did not want to make upset or sad in any type of way. But here it goes. We about to talk about it, right? So part of push, there was a young lady that I grew up with and once we moved out of the Batter Women's Shelter, we was placed at 5415 Burns. Um, we had our very first birthdays together. Like we got pictures with birthday hats, her birthday in March, my birthday in March. She told everybody that we graduated from high school with that she potty trained me, which she probably had a little bit to do with, you know, um, we graduated from high school together. Um, she was everything to me. Um, but when I was nine months pregnant, I received a phone call that she had hung herself. What now? Help me. Nine months pregnant. Nine months pregnant with Terry. Okay. Which would be sixteen in Feb. I mean, seventeen in February. Okay, so almost seventeen years ago, you mm -hmm. get a call from your. Nope. Somebody. So my family. Let, let from me your family. Nope. My family did everything to keep the secret away from me, but her grandmother called me. From her dad's side. It was after 11 o'clock at night. Because it's one of those situations where somebody knew that you needed to know. Oh, and that, that's going to be a whole She wanted to know why I didn't call her. Lord. So when I seen the number, because she stayed in Muskegon at the time. When I seen her grandma's telephone number pull up. I'm like, I answered the phone. You home? She like, baby, why you haven't called me? I'm like, what you talking about? It's after 11 o'clock. She said, you don't know, do you? I'm like, no, what? Drop. They rushed me to the emergency. I'm nine months pregnant. I have to make a decision to grieve over my sister or to push out my baby. In total shock. I was in total shock. I didn't need any medicine. All I needed at that time was to hold my mama's hand. My mama was right there with me the whole time. Hmm. Take a, I want you to take a breath. Let's, let's stop here. And y'all, whenever you get to the point where you're brave enough to tell something that hurts so much. When you're telling that story, let's... Mm -hmm. I ain't seen you take a breath. Take a breath. I wanna hear it. Okay. So moving on. Moving on. You celebrated your first birthday with this girl. First birthday. 
and you guys were friends for life. This right. is your sister. That's my sister. Because all family, we all know. We even graduated from high school together. Like, that was my dog. We was hanging. You know, she was everything to me. So people think that it's easy for me to walk around with a smile and everything on my face where I had to make a choice to be this way. It was a choice that I made because I seen the effects of her taking her own life. And I knew that she had two kids. So I became, you know, one, her youngest child was in Muskegon. I didn't have a relationship with his father. But the oldest one, I had a relationship with his father. Okay. And how about this? I ain't even like him, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't even like him at first, you know. But we became friends. And I went to him and I told him. I'm your baby mama now. Okay. Every other weekend, you drop him off to me. You go and get your break and you have your life. And that's what I did. Until he got like 16 and wanted to do his own thing. But he know he belonged to me. And if you on here, you know who you are. And I held you first. Okay? <laughs> we wanna, I want to backtrack. Oh, Lord. Okay. Just backtrack between <laughs> potty training and... Thank you. Death. All right. Did you see this coming? Mm -hmm. I mean, because you was like, I was in shock. And I know I've lost people. I, I got a call yesterday. And it shocked me. I got a call on the 23rd and it shocked me. And I got a call on the 28th and it shocked me. But were there any signs? Yes. She attempted suicide several times before. Okay. But, um, I always felt like I saved her. You know, I always felt like I saved her. But she didn't call me the last time. She didn't call me. Um, and I blamed myself for 10 years. I had to go into therapy. Because every year, when it's time for me to celebrate my daughter's birthday, and my daughter is my mini-me, like, she was due on my birthday. But is that a beautiful twin? Because of the death, okay. she came a week early. So, <sighs> it's like, if, if her birthday fall, her birthday is February 25th. If her birthday fall on a Tuesday, that following Tuesday, my birthday <laughs> falls. So, my daughter is everything to me, and she... She helped me through the death because all I could do was just hold on to her. But then I also have regrets because I battle being happy for her birthday. Right. I battle every year. And I want to thank you. You ready to say her name? Oh, Lord. Oh, yes. Please say her, say her name. We have to know her name because this is what Ooh. Are You Okay is about. Grab that. Okay. So last year, Mother's Day, my son, I have two friends that I lost. Um, One of them, the first one here, her name is Yosha Fields. This is my 10th birthday, my 10th birthday party, and we was in a club somewhere. 
Wait a minute. That was a club picture right here. Now this one. Which one? Britt, I love you. 
His reply was, make sure that you tell a person in that moment, when you have that moment, that I love you, that you are important to me, that everything I need from you, you have given to me. And at that point, that's all you can do. Sometimes you, because, and I told Janae this, several suicide attempts, and that last one, she knew she couldn't call the one person who would stop her. That would save her. And that in itself was her own personal conflict. We've all been in the room by ourselves and had personal conflicts. You know what I mean? Right. So. We want you guys to take a moment with us. And breathe. And breathe. So. <clears throat> with everything that I've been going through. Um, right now. Um. 2020 has been rough. I have two very ill parents. Um, well, we've been in battle with different illnesses with both of my parents. And I have a friend that has taught me. Her name is Christina. Christina has taught me some breathing methods with meditation. So I'm going to do it with you all. And we'll end with a uh, some resources. And we'll end our talk today. So just take your time and take a deep breath. Hold it. Breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. And sometimes that's all it takes. And let that shit go, Let that shit go. And say, fuck it. Let that shit go. Remember that no is a complete sentence. Yes, sir. Fuck it. Let that shit go. We love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> so, resources. We do have a the National Suicide Prevention Telephone Number. is at 1-800-273-8255. And feel free to contact me. Are you willing to give out a free hug? I, I am definitely hey, uh, willing to give out a free mass tug. We give a free mass hug, right. I, I hug the I shit would, out of you. In a mask. Okay. <laughs> if you need to call and talk, send me your telephone number. We could chat it up. Whatever you want to do. We. I am Lake Butler. Not the place, but the person. This is Janae Stevens. You can inbox any one of us. And, and we, push with Janae. Yes. I'll add me. You are... All can email us at coffee talk with J and L at gmail.com. If you need someone, we will get someone to you, or we can be that one for you. We we know how to get out of our square for ourselves, and we can give you advice on things because 2020 changed my life. Through depression, she changed my life. Tish changed my life. Julie, um, Shay, Ballroom and Ballroom Vet. I can, I can go on They and on. changed my life. I ain't getting no dick, but I got friends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
play Google Play, Aaron Smith dancing. We gonna leave y'all out with this. I love y'all. We love you. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful night. We'll see y'all in two Sorry, weeks, okay? I didn't understand. I Google stand didn't understand, Google. right? <laughs> can't stand her. <laughs> I don't believe you did it. What about the <laughs> <laughs> you me, I Damn, look at that.